This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good Friday morning to you. It is December the 22nd. In for Rich Mullers, I'm Eric Tyler with the morning edition of News Watch on KVOM. And we are expecting some rain on through this Christmas weekend. 30% chance today. High near 62 will be low to mid-60s for highs next few days. Slight chance of showers tonight, low around 50. 68 for the high tomorrow, partly sunny with a slight chance of afternoon showers. And then increasing rain chances by Saturday night. And especially on Sunday, Christmas Eve, 90% chance of rain. That's certainly our best chance to see some uh, showers for this holiday weekend. Could have some uh, strong winds at times on Sunday and Sunday night as well. And then chances ending on Christmas Day, lingering chances that morning, but uh, becoming partly sunny, high in the mid-50s and on Christmas Day. Definitely not a white Christmas this year, but we'll see a little bit of a cool down uh, next week following Christmas again after highs in the 60s most of this weekend. Right now, overcast conditions, 45 degrees in Marlton at 732 on KVOM. And we want to congratulate today's employee of the day on this Friday. It's Amber Hogan, employee of the Dollar General Store there on Clifton Street in Marlton. A few obituary announcements this morning. Catherine Eileen Gwynn, age 97, of Marlton, died Sunday. She was a member of the Harding Street Church of Christ. She survived by her children, James Perry Gwynn of Marlton, Brady Wayne Gwynn of Marlton, and Mary Ann Stobaugh of Kenwood. My brother Kenneth James of Plummerville, daughter-in-law, ten grandchildren, and many other family members and friends. He was a lifelong homemaker. Private family service and burial will be by Harris Funeral Home of Marlton. Annette Worsing, age 79, of Tennessee, formerly of Marlton, died Friday, December 1st. Annette was retired from St. Vincent Hospital, where she worked as a data processing clerk for over 30 years. She was a member of Liberty Baptist Church. She survived by her daughter, Kathy Kinney, four granddaughters and one great-granddaughter. Cremation services are under the direction of Covington Funeral Home of Tennessee. Family asks that you consider making a donation to Liberty Baptist Church or the Tipton County Commission on Aging in honor of Annette. There will be a short graveside service at Friendship Cemetery in Saugahatchee on Wednesday, December 27th at 10.30 a.m. John Robert Irwin, age 65, of Marlton, died Thursday. John graduated from Russellville High School in 1976 and joined the United States Navy that summer. While in the Navy, he served on the USS Kitty Hawk, the USS Tarawa, and explored Southern California. After he graduated from Arkansas Tech University, followed by matriculation from the University of Arkansas School of Law in 1995. He was licensed to practice law later that year and practiced until his death. John survived by his wife, Jan, and son, Josh Irwin, and six siblings. A celebration of life will be held at 2 p.m. Friday, December 29th at the Harris Chapel. Family will receive friends one hour prior to service. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Marlton. 7.34 as we turn to news this morning. The Faulkner County Sheriff's Office arrested a suspect in connection to a Wednesday afternoon shooting that left one person injured. The incident happened on Highway 64 East, where deputies located a single male victim outside the residence suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. The victim, whose identity is being withheld at this time, was transported to a local hospital for treatment. 
The sheriff's office was quickly able to identify Michael Yates as the suspected shooter and with the assistance of Arkansas State Police and United States Marshals Service, tracked his location to an area near Maw Mill where he was taken into custody after initially evading law enforcement. Yates was transported to the Faulkner County Detention Center where he will remain housed pending court appearances on a single charge of criminal attempt to commit first-degree murder. 7.35 now in KVOM with overcast and 45 degrees in Marlton. News watch on this Friday morning continues in just a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Overcast conditions, 45 degrees in Marlton, 736 on KVOM. Well, the Conway County Quorum Court has approved the county's operating budget for 2024. In the group's final meeting of the year on Thursday, Justices of the Peace passed the ordinance establishing the $7.3 million budget. Budget estimates total revenue of approximately $8.2 million for the county's general fund. Included in the budget is a 3% pay raise for all county employees and a nearly $12,000 increase for Office of Emergency Management 911 Director Steve Beavers to bring his annual salary up to $60,000. Also during Thursday's meeting, JP's approved an ordinance to make final year and adjustments to the 2023 budget. Included in that is a $1,400 Christmas bonus for all full-time employees and a $700 bonus for part-time employees. That ordinance passed on an 8-3 vote. J.P.'s Philip Hoyt, Patrick Hartman, and Keith Long casting the dissenting votes. An ordinance was also passed to levy taxes on the assessed valuation of all taxable property in the county for 2023 that will be paid in 2024. All real and personal property tax rates remain the same from 2022 with the exception of the millage levied by the city of Oplo which increases from 4.8 to 5.0 mills. Conway County, Pope County levy district assessment also changes from 5.0 mills to $2 per acre. A resolution was also passed to redistribute 5% of the revenue derived from the 1% county sales and use tax from the county fire departments to county roads. Effective January 1st, County General will continue to get 57% of that revenue, while county roads will get 33%. County fire departments will get 10%. Currently, it's 57% going to County General, 28% to County roads, and 15% to the fire departments. JP's also passed a resolution approving an interlocal agreement in which the city of Plummerville will pay the county $3,000 annually for each of the next four years as a fee for housing inmates at the county jail. A resolution was also passed to formally fill the vacancy in the office of county treasurer. As JP's agreed to at a special meeting on Monday, Carl Berkner was appointed to fill the remaining three years of the term being vacated by the retirement of longtime treasurer Wayne DeSalvo. Berkner is a retired state legislative auditor. You thank JPs for the opportunity to serve the next three years as county treasurer. I want to tell you thank you and uh, look forward to working with you all. If you have anything that uh, I'll be basically Wayne, you can still run things by me. I've, I've got a lot of experience with this type of county government. Ms. Alvo's been county treasurer since 1997 and served on the Corbin Court for six years prior to that. And he called in an honor serve the county for that long. It's been an honor serving you guys over the years. Some of y'all just one year. 
Some of you more years, some of you several. This cat right here, 33. Anyway, it's been an honor. I'll be around. If y'all need something, holler at me. And Carl, you capable hands right there. Carl will be great. He'll do a great job. Yeah. I'll get him started and then you can take it from there. It's all those retirement as effective December 31st. And Berkner will be sworn into the position on January 1st. Term will expire December 31st, 2026. And Berkner will not be eligible for re-election to the position at that time. Cities and towns across Arkansas that are in the path of totality for the April 8, 2024 Great American Total Solar Eclipse continue to prepare for the influx of visitors who will be coming from other states and even other countries to get the best viewing experience of that historic phenomenon. Marlton is one of the cities expecting some of the highest numbers of visitors for the event. This week, the Arkansas Department of Transportation released a traffic management plan for the eclipse, and it shows very high traffic volume is expected on most highways in and around Conway County during that time. According to Marlton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer, the most recent estimates for the state are that 1.5 million people will come from out of state. Another 500,000 people from inside the state will be on the move to the Blue Line areas. That means like 700,000 cars will be moving. That's yeah. a lot of traffic. As you know, our uh, Office of Emergency Management, our Police Department, Fire Department, City County have all been meeting for over two years to be ready. Mayor feels confident the city and county will be prepared to handle the additional traffic, but won't know for sure until that day arrives. We feel like we're in good shape, but the unknown of how many people will be in our city and county during that week still, you know, has, has some issues. Uh, we know we've heard that, you know, the state police will be reallocated and, and moved to this area. Uh, we, we're bringing in all of our volunteer firemen for the week to help. You know, all of our cities, all of our employees will be hands on deck that week. The mayor adds that he hopes the eclipse will be an economic boon for the city, with many of the visitors, visitors expected to stay in the area for a few days. The Natural State Advisory Council has set a bold agenda for transforming four state parks, including the hope that Pettigene State Park becomes a, quote, national climbing destination. In January, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders tasked the 18-member advisory council, which also refers to itself as the Natural State Initiative, with growing the state's tourism industry and increasing outdoor recreation, Sanders appointed her husband, Brian, as chair. Though Brian Sanders chairs the NSI, according to an email obtained by the Madison County Record through a Freedom of Information Act request, many suggestions have come from another member of the group, Tom Walton, grandson of Walmart founders Helen and Sam Walton, and co-founder of the Runway Group. For Petty Jean, Walton suggested coupling a, quote, Via Ferrata with 200 beginner and intermediate climbing routes. A via Ferrata is a climbing route on a mountain using steel cables, rungs, or ladders fixed to a rock to which the climbers affix a harness, securing themselves to the metal fixture. According to the emails, Walton suggested a, quote, master plan to position Petty Green as a national climbing destination. 742 now on KVOM, and with no business report this morning, we'll go to our community calendar. A reminder that Highway 92 east of Center Ridge is still closed until further notice for a bridge repair project. Conway County Quorum Court's Fire Department Committee meets at 11 o'clock this morning at yesterday's in Marlton. Rise Above Alcohol and Drugs Region 6 Prevention will host a Rad Club Christmas at the Coffee Bean in Marlton. It'll be this evening from 6 to 8 p.m. That free community event features hot cocoa, cookies and carolers, and the Rad Dodo will be there for pictures. Everyone is welcome. For more information, you can call Amber at 501-354-4589.
First Baptist Church of Russellville presents the Living Nativity, a live portrayal of the true meaning of Christmas again tonight and tomorrow night from 7 to 8.30 both nights on the First Security Bank lawn on West Main Street in Russellville. The City of Marlton offices will be closed this afternoon and then remain closed all day Monday through Wednesday next week for Christmas. Cards trash collection in the city will run one day late next week. Marlton Area Chamber of Commerce office will be closed today and Monday for the holiday. Old Hickory Baptist Church, located at 728 Old Hickory Road in Hattieville, will have its first food box distribution on Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Those boxes are available to anyone in the community on first-come, first-served basis. Max Milam Library in Perryville will be closed tomorrow through Tuesday for Christmas. Grace Life Church in Marlton will offer a free Christmas Eve community dinner on Sunday following their 1020 morning worship service. Those meals are dine-in or take-out. The Family Life Worship Center will hold a special Christmas Eve service on Sunday at 11 a.m. with special music, a special sermon, communion, and candlelight, and everyone is invited. First United Methodist Church in Marlton will hold a Christmas Eve candlelight worship service on Sunday at 6 p.m. Everyone is welcome to that. And Marlton Community Center will be closed Monday through Wednesday next week for Christmas. Approaching 745 now on KVOM, we have overcast conditions. 45 degrees in Marlton and Newswatch continues with sports and weather coming up. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's 746 now in KVOM. The Marlton's senior girls and boys basketball teams both extended their winning streaks last night. Playing in the Riceburg Classic in Stuttgart, the girls team beat McGee 50-23 for their 12th consecutive win. The boys beat McGee 67-49 for their 7th straight win. Lady Devilogs are now 12 and 1 on the season. They'll play in the Sheridan Classic next week. Devilog boys are 12 and 2. They'll compete at the Neosho Classic in Neosho, Missouri next week. Trailing by seven points at halftime, the Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team used a big second half run to put away Abilene Christian 83 to 73 last night in Bud Walton Arena, behind 25 points from Tremont Mark and 18 from Caleb Battle. With a win, the Hogs are now 8-4. Razorbacks will play their final non-conference game on December 30th against UNC Wilmington. The Arkansas women's team closed out play before the Christmas break by going 2-0 at the West Palm Beach Classic as the Razorbacks defeated Illinois-Chicago 66-58 on Thursday. Delia Scott led the Hogs with 26 points, and Taylor Poffenbarger finished with a double-double with 17 points and 11 rebounds. Now 11-3 on the season, the Arkansas women are off until December 31st when they play host to Incarnate Word in Bud Walton Arena. Look at weather now on this Friday, and we have humidity currently at 100%. Northeast winds at 6 miles per hour. Barometric pressure 30.25 inches. Low temperature this morning, 42 degrees. High yesterday was 56. A year ago today, the low was 37. The high was 48. 
No rain yet. Uh, the last 24 hours at KVOM total for the year still at 54.54 inches. Sunset this afternoon at 5.03. Sunrise tomorrow morning, 7.16. And forecast calling for 30% chance of uh, showers day. And really mainly would have been this morning, otherwise partly sunny. Afternoon high near 62 degrees. A slight chance of showers tonight, low around 50. Partly sunny on Saturday, slight chance of showers in the afternoon, a high near 68. So we're going to warm up a little bit tomorrow. And then we'll have increasing rain chances by Saturday night, 60% for the overnight hours, low around 52. Sunday, Christmas Eve, 90% chance of rain with some breezy conditions at times. We'll have wind gusts as high as uh, 25 miles per hour. 90% chance of rain continues Sunday night and then decreasing rain chances on Christmas Day. And it'll start to cool down a little bit, mid-50s for the high on Monday, then only in the upper 40s it looks like on Tuesday. Right now we've got partly cloudy conditions, still at 45 degrees in Marlton, 11 minutes in front of 8 o'clock on KVOM. And Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. 753 now on KVOM. We're going on a close-up interview this morning by Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you, Judge. Eric, you doing all right this morning? Doing all right. Getting ready for uh, the big day, Christmas. Christmas it's, Day. It's, it's, it's not so, very far away. It is not. And uh, I guess we can start with this. Courthouse, I guess, will be closed a little bit for the holidays. Courthouse will be closed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Of course, the way Christmas falls this time on a Monday, uh, that discussion is made. And, of course, you know, we obviously will be making our payroll actually about three days early because uh, our payroll this time falls on a Monday, which always does on Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. had our um, uh, court meeting last night, and uh, some decisions were made, and uh, uh, we will take everybody will be getting the payroll check Friday and then the, the quorum court uh, majority voted for a bonus for the year end of the year and they're going to do that and of course and, and initiated a 3% pay raise for everybody next year and we're very appreciative of that uh, uh, as we know our job market today in today's day and age we, is a pretty tight market and we want to try to show our employees we do appreciate them and do the best we can if funds are available i kind of like the way we've done it because we've always last year we've done that we've done somewhat of a hybrid for the current year then in, in the funds are available we do try to do a little bit of a bonus at the end of the year then we'll take and uh beginning of next year everybody receives three percent pay raise in the, in the next year's pay period sure all right so their uh, bonus check will come next week then separate from their, their payroll yes or, it'll be a separate so be a separate check but i think actually that check's probably going to go out today trying to get it you know done before yep. christmas time for everybody and i think i think you know we want to show our, our people our employees that we do appreciate them and you know it's a team effort we all work hard together and uh got a lot of good things going on in conway county uh you know we're trying to generate some revenues to try to be able to take and be competitive in the marketplace and uh that's uh, today's day and age that's getting a little bit harder all the time because uh you know, good, high-quality people is hard to come by. 
Yep. So the budget uh, about seven point three. About seven point three two eight million dollars. Uh, a little bit more than last year, of course. A little bit more than last year, but uh, still yet when you look at the revenue stream, revenue stream looks good. Sales tax was up considerably. We did make some changes on one of our ordinances on the the, the break of the sales tax, and I want to. Um, you know, clarify one thing. Uh, you know, last year road uh, we moved 10% out of road, 10% of the sales tax take out of road, and uh, this year we took and they moved 5% of it back, and I think they took 5% from off the fire departments, 15% of one cent. But you got to remember one thing, the big picture thing, and our county treasurer kind of pointed that out. When you're looking at a 25% increase on sales tax, that's a pretty significant increase. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, to, to take on the uh, uh, the sales tax, a quarter cent sales tax, we can safely say exceeded a million dollars. And that was when you start talking, I'm going to say it again, when you start talking about a 25% increase, had a had a lot of a lot of good things happen to us this, come, this past year. And, you know, we're looking forward to everything continuing on. I know Steve Beavers talks about this, and a lot of folks maybe doesn't think about it a whole lot. But when you take and have years where we're assigning 135 Plus 911, brand new 911 addresses every year, folks. Uh, that's that's a really good sign. And yes, our uh, our taxes, uh, you know, reappraisal they've gone up. I understand that. The valuations went up. The good news is, by law, the money you write that check for can't go up at 10% a year. But uh, you know, I say this not trying to be cute, but I'd a lot rather my valuations be going up than going the other way. Yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, obviously a lot of budget uh, making stuff. Did the, the yeah, you're in cleanup again. That was yeah, uh, we do. We started. We kind of started. I think yeah. it was kind of co-mingled, but we started with. The, they added some the bonus money in there for everybody, and then actually I'm beginning to start what I call the housekeeping process right. to make sure we get in the 31st day. And we've always got the month of January to correct things where maybe a line item or something's in the red to get it in the black. But uh, generally speaking, everything seems like it's in pretty good order and. Uh, Okay. Just ready to take and start a new year and do the best we can do and see what happens. And we'll have a, a new county treasurer. That was you, uh, we, uh, Mr. Burton. Carl Burton was there last night. They went into session this past uh, Monday night. I think I've got that right. We have so many meetings they run together. Yeah. But uh, he uh, actually received unanimous vote to be to, to fill the unexpired term of our longtime county treasurer. And I'll say this: we're going to all, all obviously, we owe a big gratitude to Wayne Savo. He's done a a lot of good things and been a really good manager for Conway County and Forrest telling us here's what we can do, here's what we can't do. And uh, certainly going to miss him. I told him we'd look for him about every week. And somebody said, well, he said he'd come see us once a month. And that's that's always good. But Carl's going to come in there. Carl has wealth of knowledge and experience. Carl was a senior auditor for the legislative audit for 32 years. And, uh, you know, and obviously he's going to assume that position and, uh, you know, do a very good job with it. Oh, should be a pretty seamless transition. Yes. Hopefully. And that's what, you know, always what you look for is a, is a good seamless transition. Uh, you know, I tell folks that uh, it's really tough when you walk in, uh, walk in and the walls are empty and there's nothing to actually pick up and there's nobody to call and talk to and know what you need to do. Yep. So that's going to be uh, leaving on a good note, and everybody's in, 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 in harmony on this thing, and everybody's going to work, continue to work together. So I, I don't see a glitch or a bump in the road anywhere. Yep. Yeah, Carl will be good for sure. Yes. And uh, just one other thing you did, did uh, get that interlocal agreement with 
Plummerville. Yes, we did. Uh, so. We've uh, we've done one with Marlton, and Marlton is you know tenure, and they're going to pay us a hundred thousand a year to, to keep their prisoners. We uh, uh, offered actually to the smaller cities. We felt like maybe they would move toward with fifty four dollars and eighty cents a day because mm-hmm. we don't hold a lot of prisoners for them. Mm-hmm. City of Plumville's uh, city council met, and I think or have talked about it, and they've opted to take, and they just want to do a flat fee option, kind of like Marlton did, mm-hmm. and and that's fine. We're going to you know continue to see what uh, our folks and uh, Menifee and our folks in Oplo is going to do and it doesn't like I said with us it doesn't just whatever they want to do we've just got to have some help because as we all know uh, when you, I, you you hate to say this but when you lock people up that's not a, that's not something you do for free right absolutely and yeah the Plummerville they're just paying what three thousand a year. Yeah, they're going to pay three thousand dollars a year, and they're going to, I think, uh, what they've said that was their option. What they'd like to do is just a lump sum every year, and, and we're appreciative of that. And like I said, it's a team effort, and it's uh, you know, long we've got some of those, we're able to cover some of those costs. As we not like I said, when you look at the budget we passed, uh, uh, you don't run those facilities for free. Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Talking with Coney County Judge Jimmy Hart and. Uh, uh, obviously a lot uh, happened in the meeting last night but yes. uh, you kind of <laughs> look back maybe at the, at the year 2023 what were what some of the highlights for the county well uh, you know continue to make progress on the roads our, our hard servicing program we done about i'm going to say done somewhere between eight and nine miles last year taking advantage of that got some more lined up this year obviously what we always deal with and worry about obviously here we go is the money but uh, our natural gas severance tax is really really down considerably and uh, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with that but uh, you know got some projects coming up here in the new year i mean got some grant monies from the marine fuel tax on brewer lake uh, I think the city of Conway actually got some of that last year to take and redo their parking lots. And I think the access roads in, we've been given a grant for that on both ends of it, actually. And we've got uh, on Long Grove Road, we've got a, uh, it's an unpaid roads grant project we're going to be working on. We're going to be putting a arch, a large arch pipe on that particular creek there. It's always had a rough, rocky bottom in it. So uh, that's going to be a huge improvement for us. And and you know like i'm gonna go into 2024 2024 uh, you know we're on the same track we've got folks lined up that want to participate in our uh, um, chip and seal projects and it's a uh, a couple of things of really good goods come out of that i know the association has, has talked to talk to, to more several of them talked to me about how we do these projects and they are 80 20 county pays 80 percent people pay 20 percent the nice part about this per irs code Whatever these people contribute on these projects are, are tax deductible. You know, talk to your CPA. I'm not a CPA, but the CPAs we talk to, per the IRS code, whatever you write that check for to the county on a project, it is deductible. Uh, that program we rolled out has been rolled out now, I guess, about four or five years. Uh, the nice part about this program, we've got a state aid project programs for what I call major connector roads, and they are the ones that determine that, and they work with us in determining that. Uh, the main thing of the Chip and Seal Road project, and it's not just Chip and Seal, we'll do both, although the Chip and Seal is much more economical. Mm-hmm. Uh, that project we've rolled out is for what I call minor connector roads. It's for folks on the road, maybe it's a dead-end road, maybe it's a less traveled road in the county. But, you know, still yet, I'm a big believer in the folks that's on these little minor connector roads that want to, Rich said it really well, and he's on the corner court for the folks serious about their county road. we got a project for you and the project. I've heard that. Well, the county's going to pay 20 and I pay 80. That's not how it works. It's right the other way around. Yep. So it's something trying to make it a, a, the affordability there for the folks that do want to take and are tired of eating the dust or for whatever reason it may be. Yep. 
Yep, we've got to get a commitment. Once we get a commitment and we do the project, then they pay their 20% and we move on down the road. All right. So, yeah, take uh, take advantage of that. If yes, you, sir. Uh, want uh, want your road paved. Yes. Well, all right. So, obviously, and obviously, Eclipse will be uh, <laughs> the big thing, really. Uh, you know, and we say this, this is what we, you know, when you look at trying to put a budget together for 24, that's going to be kind of the neat part of this thing. Well, and, and I'm still a firm believer in this. We, we talk about it. We beat it to death. Me and Mr. Beavers, I actually went up to Lawrence County, Walnut Ridge, and met with those folks up there, you know, because they're trying to, and we, I told them we've been working on this two years, but some of the things that they shared with us, there are three state parks in Lawrence County. Mm-hmm. And the neat part, the state parks are working with the Ghani government up there and telling them, here's who we got coming. And what, what's been really intriguing to me that make me know this is a global event there are folks that have got reservations in them state parks from China and the United Kingdom. Well, so yeah. as we all say, and I've read something the other day that kind of got my attention, and it said we're thinking there's going to be a million and a half people from out of state coming in, yeah. mm-hmm. not to mention the half million men's state's going to show up. Yep. So I'm going to do that math for you. That's about two million people. So uh, there's going to be a week here, and it's kind of like, and we talked about that as far as all hands on deck, but what you're going to really get into is uh, – you know, it's just like we had the ice storm or ice storm or, you know, a large yeah. event like that. It's all hands on deck anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that happens. Uh, I think it's going to be a really uh, good situation for Conway County because, you know, the bulk of the, that blue line, when I looked, I've looked at the blue line and I'm blue in the face, okay? Mm-hmm. But it appears as if a lot of that blue line is coming, you know, Maybe you're not right through the middle, but it's coming pretty close to the middle of Conway County, so I suspect there's a – and they told that the other day uh, at the meeting. Right now, as we know, I think they said there's 85 or 86 school districts are going to be out that day. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make an assumption. If they're letting them out that day, i got a feeling that we're going to have a whole lot of company that day, and I suspect mm-hmm. before it's over there's probably going to be a lot more than 85 school districts closed that day. Yeah, probably. And I, and I really think, I may be wrong, but I think that science teacher and that, that person that's the stargazer, I think I know where they're going to be, don't you? Yeah, oh, I bet so. And, yep. you know, when I tell the folks this, the core center of this thing is, and maybe, and Dr. Clay's learned us a whole lot about this, but it's going to, I believe, it's going to have a huge impact on Conway, Marlton, and Russville now. Marlton, and we've been a little bit, I guess you say, ag- not agitated, but just seems like Marlton is to get on the maps they put out there. Marlton's not on it, but we've let them know we'd like Marlton to be on it because obviously that Marlton's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot going on in Conway County. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So we will uh, get ready for that. April eighth, big day. So guys, we had a lot, a uh, lot to talk about today. We thank you, uh, yes. thank you for coming in as you always, bet. and always. Uh, we hope you have a very merry Christmas. Well, me too. And I was going to say, and hopefully we start the new year with a bang, and uh, maybe we won't. Get, you know, here I go. I, I hope and pray. But here I'm going to go back to the eclipse. I, I, we're kind of dry right now. I just hope we don't get real wet. I hope during that March, April time, Fred, and I'm, I, I had a farmer there. They said, don't say that too loud, but I really hope it's dry because if it is, it's going to work a whole lot better than if it's yep. real wet. Yep, for sure. All right, Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart with us this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. It is 8.06 now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.